Welcome to Nourish, Flourish, and Grind. I'm your host, Jeff Winkers, professional personal trainer with a passion for nutrition, psychology and mindset, and fitness. Wow, obesity and diabetes rates have increased 10%. To solve this, we need to nourish our bodies, flourish our mindset, and grind through hard work. Are you ready to nourish, flourish, and grind to better health and happiness? What is up, everybody? Welcome back. I am so excited to be back on after taking some time off. Uh, This is Nourish, Flourish, and Grind, and I am your host, Jeff Winkers. Uh, Again, we took a week off just to kind of reset and and take some time to reflect on how our first four episodes went, our first month of Nourish, Flourish, and Grind went, and just kind of take in some of the feedback from you all, my listeners, to kind of come up with a, a things that you want to see maybe differently, things that you like, things that continue doing, and then also subjects and topics and preparing things so that way we can continue to push out some good things for you guys to help you guys all be better and be healthier and to continue nourish, flourishing, and grinding in your everyday life. So thank you guys for for understanding and, and for being patient, but we are back on. We are ready to rock and roll. I hope you guys are ready. Are you ready? Of course you are. So, uh, as we get rocking and rolling into uh, our next episode, this week we are going to go into the the love-hate relationship of meal prepping slash planning. Because it's one of those things that it is not easy. So, I'm going to preface that right away by telling you the story uh, and kind of how I got into meal prepping, how I developed my skill of meal prepping, and just the routine of meal prepping. Because in all honesty, I used to absolutely hate it. I knew it helped me, but I did not like it. And I, and at times, I still, to be honest, I'm not. I don't enjoy it all the time. I enjoy cooking, and now some of you out there might completely not like meal prepping and completely not like cooking, and that is okay, but that doesn't mean that you necessarily don't do it. But I started meal prepping and, and planning out things, and more just meal prepping in in general, uh, when I was in college still, when I was a roommate, I had uh, five other, or four other guys, and, uh, you know, we would, you didn't want to dirty up the sink, so I would do a lot of things, like I would make one big batch of spaghetti, and that's what I learned, because for one, it was cheap. Now, in, in my defense it was whole wheat noodles 100% whole wheat noodles now again I know not the greatest thing out there uh, not the healthiest thing to be eating but at the time I was still learning also a lot about nutrition what was good what is not and so I would make I that's the one thing I remember making all the time was I'd make a big pot of spaghetti uh, and put some meat in there or I would make a bunch of spaghetti put it in the fridge then take it out, warm it up, add some tomato sauce to it. Um, and my wife will joke with you that I would literally, sometimes if I made a big pot, uh, pot of it, I would put it on the stove again and again and again and reheat it um, and then eat directly out of the pot. Yep, that's what I did. Uh, because, again, we I was living with four other guys, and we had no dishwasher, so uh, they would let the, the the dishes just pile up, and I could not stand it. Um, because I was the one that ended up half the time doing all of the dishes because I just couldn't stand it. I wanted a clean sink. So that's kind of how it started for me. Um, and then 
thankfully my wife uh came into my life she you know we started dating in college and uh she taught me a lot because she went to school for culinary and she taught me a lot about how to prep things and and really become a more efficient cooker i would say a more uh efficient chef a, a very amateur chef that i am uh she helped me develop some really cool like tools to and just techniques to be quicker and to be more efficient and to multitask and I owe a lot of my credit uh, to being able to do what I do now to her. She taught me a lot of what I know about cooking and, and cutting and dicing and, and shredding and all that kind of stuff. So uh, kudos to you, Kayla, if you're listening. Uh, she is the one that kind of helped me get started um, and or really progress into a deeper style of meal prep. But we started doing it together in college, actually. We would go and we would split groceries and... Uh, we would make like these every weekend we would make this like rice and it would have broccoli and maybe zucchini all sauteed or or steamed and then blanched and we'd throw them into the uh, into a container with some long grain brown rice and you we'd bake some chicken or we'd make some you know, a hamburger and we'd throw it all into a bowl and then we'd divvy it out between each bowl and we'd have like four bowls each so we'd have like four meals each of us uh, for the week. And obviously it was helpful for me in college because then I could make it real quick. I had to go to class um, and I was also playing rugby, so I might be going doing that. And uh, it really helped us be more efficient with our time. And also we were eating a lot better because we were, I was eating things like lots of vegetables. I was incorporating uh, the healthy uh, grains in there with, with some long grain brown rice. And so it really helped me kind of realize the benefit of it now in the same sense we almost went to the point where we were so uh organized and whatnot that it was almost in if it wasn't sustainable for us now for some people out there that might be sustainable for you but we found that we really did get sick of it after a while um and that we just wanted something else but it it helped us in a multitude of ways one again i already mentioned it it helped us with time uh, it kept it, it allowed us to do other things. We spent a couple hours in the kitchen on a Sunday. It allowed us to go through the week um, and do other things, and whether that's hang out with each other, whether that was um, do things with friends, whether that was study, whether it was doing work things it, or work out or whatever it might be. It allowed us more time to do that because we knew all we had to do when we got home was pop it in the microwave um, for you know a minute, and it would be ready to go. And maybe add like I would add mustard to mine a lot um just little things like that um two it saved us money as a kid that you know as a college student you know you're, you're not raking in the dough and it helped us save money because instead of while we think that we have this conception that fast food is cheap it isn't cheap but because it is so fast we have this perception that it it's it is cheap um, for the time that it takes and whatnot, but it is after a while, it, it gets to be, it adds up really, really fast where it isn't actually that cheap and you're actually wasting a lot of money and it's cheaper to cook at home. And so we saved money doing it this way because we were splitting it and we were able to buy bulk ingredients and just really, really save down. And, and then we, third thing, we weren't as apt to go to Quick Trip, to mcdonald's to taco bell to the fast food restaurants that we had around us uh and and grab something quick just because we didn't have anything else made or planned or any idea of what we were going to be eating next so 
that is where I, and then obviously as I go into this new position as a burn trainer, I, I really honed in my skills because I knew I needed to become good at it. If I was going to ask you guys as, and, and really anybody that I trained to do it, I needed to do it. Um, and get good at it, and better at it, and be efficient at it, and I'm still, to this day, learning uh, how to be a better meal prepper, how to plan better, and our, our our meal plan and prepping process has transformed over the years, from, you know, getting married, to living together, to having a kid, you know, it's all changed in, in terms of how we go about things, so, um, and it's really helped us to the point now, guys, where, why is it important, is, is a big big key to this so we understand that it's not a surprise so this is why meal prepping is important and why we need to get back to the basics so we all know that obesity rates in the u.s have increased quite a bit and so to give you some feedback in the 1960s it was between 10 and 20 percent obesity rates between men and women and Today, it has risen up 35%, so anywhere between 40 and 50% obesity rates um, between men and women, it, and, and it's increased quite a bit since 1960, and now there are a lot of factors that go into, obviously, why that can be, but there's one in particular that if you go back and you look, and fast food became very popular in the 19, or it started booming in the 1960s early 70s and you notice that all of a sudden our obesity rates and overweight rates start increasing and so you kind of go back to that and you're saying well what is the there's a correlation there right and now today we live in a society in, in the u.s where one in three adults are consuming fast food daily one in three adults consumes fast food every day Think about that. Let that soak in. Like one, so you're sitting around people right now. One out of three of you is probably consuming fast food uh, that day. And then when you go back and you look at the obesity rates and, and all the health things that go along with it, the consequences that go with it, and you, you see the correlation there. It's there. Interestingly enough, this is why we need to get back in the kitchen ourselves. Now, understandably so, back in the 1960s, almost 92% of women spent a, a, a very good amount of time in the kitchen. They, they spent a lot of time cooking. All right, And that's understandable as, as times have changed, obviously, more women entering the workforce. Uh, you, you're going to expect, and back then, obviously, most women were at home being the, the caretakers, the, the, you know, the homemakers making sure that things were tidied up. They cooked every meal, and that was just the way it was. That was our society. That was our culture. The men went to work. And now I'm not saying that's the way it should be in any way, shape, or form, so please do not take it that way. I am saying that that is what it used to be, where 92% of women spent time in the kitchen, spent time cooking. Now, if we look at the men at that point, it was 28% of men would spend, you know, spent a decent amount of time in the kitchen. Now, awesomely enough, the time spent by men in the kitchen has increased, but it's only increased from 28% to about 41% now. It had a spike in like the 1980s, 1990s, but now we're back down to about 41%. So you're talking about a 13% 
increase in time spent in the kitchen by men, which is great. However, we're going to look if you look at the time spent in the kitchen by women since 1960 has dropped from 92% down to almost 65% time in the kitchen. That's almost 30% decrease in that time. And so you look at the discrepancy, while there's been a 30% decrease in the amount of women spending time in, in the kitchen, there's been a only a 12% increase, 13% increase of men. The, the gap has not been made up. We're not evenly distributing it. And so what does that mean? It means we're spending less time in the kitchen, creating our own meals, eating whole foods most likely, and we're spending more time outside of it, um, maybe making a box meal, a, a microwave oven meal, uh, make, going to the fast food restaurant, going to the store and just grabbing something quick. And, we're, and these things are all things that are highly processed, full of sodium, full of artificial sweeteners, full of just artificial ingredients and trans fat and, and all these things, guys. And you look at that and then you say, why is our obesity rates going up? Guys, open our eyes. We need to open them up. Look at it, like one solution, and I'm not saying this is the cure-all for everything, but the one solution, that the one constant, the one thing that, is, that we can legit look at, and while we might not have the exact studies to show it, guys, don't be ignorant to, to what is going on here, all right? We need to get back to the basics. We need to spend a little more time in the kitchen, creating our own food, making our own meals, because that is why... If we want to become healthier people and we want to and change the direction of our of our culture and society, it starts by us changing what we what we're accustomed to and what's normal right now, and going back to as weird as it sounds back in time and doing what we used to do, and cooking our food, making our own food, preparing our own food, because you know what you control that then, and while you might add salt to a dish. I guarantee you're not adding nearly as much salt as what a fast food restaurant is. You just don't even know. So I get so passionate about it because while exercise is important and it's important to be active, our nutrition is so much more important. It's so much bigger of a bigger piece of the puzzle than the exercise portion. And so that is why, that is, the, that is the thing, guys. That is the feel. That is the why behind why we need to, why you should look into trying to become just a better meal prepper planner. I'm not, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to happen in a day. It's not going to happen in a month probably where you're going to be good at it. It might not even be two months. It might be, take three, four months before you finally kind of get into the routine where it feels natural, where it feels like, okay, this is a habit. Like, I cannot go without it. Because that is where my wife and I are at now. Um, where we we have to do our regular things Sundays. Otherwise, our whole week is just really, really messed up. We have to go to the grocery store. We usually create a menu. And we go to the grocery store, get all the ingredients for all the dinners that we want. And then we, we prep what we can. And then we know, though, at least what we're going to be having. All right, But I'll get into more detail in terms of that's kind of a higher thing to do once you get kind of rolling into the habit of meal prepping and, you're, and you kind of start fine-tuning your, your skills and you start getting better for yourself, that will get better. So, 
I have a couple steps that it's going to take, or tips. You take it however you want. But really, the first step towards just getting into a routine of meal prep is to start simple. I know for me, one thing that really overwhelmed me and irritated me and made me kind of dread meal prepping is because I almost overthought it and I didn't keep things simple. And I, I tried to just like do everything all at once, kind of like Kayla and I did, where it was so overwhelming because we were not very efficient in the kitchen yet. And to plant, to create all those meals took quite a bit of time out of our day. We weren't efficient on that one day that we would meal prep. And so it was overwhelming to the point where we kind of got turned off by it. But then we found, then you, you got to take a step back and you got to start small. And it really can start with simply, guys, you prepping or, or making hard-boiled eggs a snack for your week. Maybe it's hard-boiled eggs. You, you take 15 minutes to, to hard-boil some eggs, you crack them, put them in the fridge so you have them for the week. Or maybe it's making an Almond Joy protein ball uh, with almond butter or something, some sort of snack. Heck, maybe it's making your own trail mix of some sort. Although it might not be healthy, to just go about you gathering the ingredients and getting it yourself. So, so start simple. Prove to yourself. You need to prove that you can do it. And you need to prove that there's benefits to it. Because once you, you do that one thing, you're going to be like, wow, that was so much. My, my week was a lot easier. Because I didn't have to, I at least had those snacks ready. I wasn't like on my way to work and being like, oh my God, what do I got to grab? Okay, I'm running behind. I'm going to stop a quick trip real quick or the grocery store. And I'm going to grab something real quick. Then I got to run out and I'm going to be really, really late. Or I'm going to have to speed to work. And I don't know if it's healthy or not, but oh well. And then all of a sudden you've ruined your day because you 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 went in the store. Then you end up buying more than what you wanted and something you shouldn't have bought. Instead, you started by prepping the snack and you just made a few things. Uh, and, and you had those there. So that way when you went to work, all you had to do was grab that. A little baggie of hard-boiled eggs or a Tupperware of hard-boiled eggs. Or a little baggie of trail mix or... Uh, some almond, uh, some protein balls, or whatever it is. But start small. It could be as it could be something as simple as like slicing up some celery, chopping it up, or um, some carrots, or buying berries and and mixing them up with a bunch of other berries and having like a berry medley. Where you're not doing anything other than pouring one thing of uh, blueberries in a bowl with some uh, can container of raspberries in, into a big bowl and maybe dicing chopping up some some strawberries throwing them in a bowl mixing it all up throwing it in the fridge and grabbing some out before you go to work It'd be that simple and i'm not saying that any of this is easy but it could be as simple as just mixing some things together and having them ready so that way you're not in the middle of the in, in the morning when you're trying to get ready or get the kids ready or just get to work where you're trying to fix everything up for the day and then you just get frustrated and to the point then the next week you don't even do it. You just say, ah, I'll just stop at Quick Trip or whatever on my way to work. So start simple. And kind of as you work from that, then and you start, you prove to yourself and you see the benefits of, of prepping, just taking just a little 15 minutes out of your time to do that, then you can kind of up it a notch. And so my, my thing is after you start with the, the simple things proving you can do it, the next step or tip is to go into two different, either 
prep one meal for the week. And when I say meal for the week, I'm talking about breakfast or lunch. Because typically most of us can eat the same thing through a week for breakfast or lunch and be okay and not get overly sick of it. So let's say you don't even worry about dinners and you just start planning and you prep maybe an egg bake. Uh, where you make a big pan of egg bake or egg muffins, throw it in the fridge, and you warm it up while you're getting your hair ready or you're uh, brushing your teeth or well, I don't know why you're eating and or brushing your teeth and eating, but um, I, I wouldn't like that, but everybody's different. Um, or, you know, getting the kids ready, and then as you're running out the door, you, you have that in your hand, and you can eat that muffin on your way to work. You can eat that at, once you get to your desk or wherever you're at, and, and it won't take you long. Or lunch, you know, getting something like spinach and, and throwing it in a Tupperware and having the chicken that you want or the meat that you want already prepared. So start with the simple things and that goes into the next piece, protein preparation. Protein is one of those things that you should be able to, to cook fully and it should last at least seven days. Um, obviously make sure that it is safe, you know, cook it really well, make sure that it is fully cooked so that way you're, you're not risking getting, uh, any food poisoning or anything, but you can go and you can, if you know you're going to have salads this week with chicken, grab get a, a pound of chicken and bake the breast and then cut them up or slice them up and, and have them in a, a dish. So that way all you got to do is throw it on top of your salad with maybe a little Tupperware of dressing and you throw that in a bag and go. Or if you know that you're going to use hamburger this week, like brown the hamburger, throw it in the fridge, and you're ready to go. Lean hamburger or lean turkey or chicken. So prep those proteins especially. Or if you want to put tuna on your salad, have that can of tuna right there ready. Make sure you have a can opener at work so you can just throw it on top. So I know I'm, I'm probably making it sound really, really simple. I know it's not. Because it's a change in your routine and it's going to take time. It's not going to be easy. You're going to, you might overthink it. That's why I'm trying to simplify it for you to break it down. As you start with a snack, you go into then a meal, uh, breakfast, lunch, whatever it is on those, one of those two. And then prepping proteins is the next step. And then we move on for kind of the last part of the first step of this is if you maybe aren't going to do it all in one week or get it ready for the week, then take some time out before you go to bed and make it. A couple different options are overnight oats. I did a video a long time ago on my on my business page uh, on how you can make overnight oats in 30 seconds or less. I know I made a mess, but I did it. And so it, it literally will take you under two minutes to throw a cup of oats, a cup of almond milk into a mason jar, maybe some honey, maybe some protein powder, maybe some slivered almonds, some berries, shake it up, throw it in the fridge, and then it's there for you tomorrow morning. You just got to grab it, take it with you, or eat it right there. You didn't have to do anything that time when you woke up, because we all know that's the hardest time. A lot of us aren't getting up in a well-advanced amount of time to get ready. A lot of us sleep to the last time we have to, last minute we have to, and then we're going. Or something I used to do was when I first started my, my job at Burn is I would, um, my wife actually helped me out a lot and she, uh, 
we would make an omelet for myself at, at the, once I got home at night. I would make the omelet, throw it in the fridge in the morning. I'd throw it in the microwave for 30 seconds, a minute, and I'd eat it real quick before I left. And I'm getting up at like 3.30. So, you know, this is one of those things that I had to get up er, a little earlier to eat. Now, however, I, I there were times I took it to work or took it to burn, and I would eat it at my desk right before I started camps. But it made my life easier, even though I had to take time out of the day when I was exhausted it wasn't easy, guys, I, I, but I, I knew that it was going to benefit me. I knew, but I had to have the discipline to just do it. And so then you can up it to that if you need to. If you maybe aren't ready to go to the, the prepping a week's worth of stuff, start with finding easy things, simple, simple recipes. I shouldn't say easy things. Simple recipes that you can prep the night before that won't take you a large amount of time. The next step, so once you kind of get in the routine, either you, maybe that's good for you, maybe you're on the roll, but the next step is to work into prepping dinners, because dinners is one of those times where everybody's getting home from work, nobody wants to do anything or cook or anything, right? I know, I've been there. My wife has still been there, but so what we do, and what my tip for you to do is to instead come up with one dinner recipe for the week all right and you might not all agree on it so you might have a spouse that isn't ready to eat like you um, but then work together come up with one meal that you guys have to buy the ingredients and make yourself not hamburger helper something you have to make yourself just one and say okay we have this so one night you don't even have to set a night where we have the ingredients for this we have to use it i'll tell you that's the one thing that's helped us the most is when we, we we know what we're gonna have because it's in the it's in the fridge we can't be wasting it, especially when you're buying fresh produce and, and those very whole food kind of things. Now I understand I I preface this already. Some of you you might feel alone and it's gonna you might be lonely trying to eat better because maybe your spouse isn't ready to to latch on. Maybe your kids are fighting you. It might be a challenge, guys. What I'm gonna what I'm gonna suggest and what I'm gonna encourage you to do is to stay strong, be strong, because you don't know who you're inspiring. I've seen this over and over again, where wife comes in, husband's not ready to eat like that, thinks it's gross, they they give up. Instead, but I've also seen where wife comes in, says I need to eat like this because I know it's I got to do it to get to my goals, to be a healthier person, be a better mom. I'm gonna eat this. And I'm going to let them eat whatever they want. Now, kids, obviously, you might have to a little leeway where you're going to have to be like, okay, we're I'll make you this. But be strong and hold strong to your guns. And don't even necessarily force it upon your family members or your, whoever you're living with. Just do it. Because what I see and what happens so much is that eventually, because you, you're not forcing it on them, they eventually are like, hey, can I try that? Oh, that's actually not that bad. You should make that more often. And eventually they start coming around or they see that you're changing and that physically you're changing, mentally you're changing, energy you're changing. And they're going to say, what the heck? Wow, she's been eating better. Maybe I should start doing that. But you've never said, you've never tried to force them to do it. Because I'm telling you, when you force them, they're going to be a little resistant because you're getting them out of their routine. And just like it's hard for you to get into a new routine of meal prepping, it's going to be hard for them to want to go and do something different that is out of their routine. So... Be supportive, but don't force it on your family.
you know, try it. Maybe some people it works. Maybe your family will, will do it. But if they're resistant, then you hold strong. You do what you can and, and go from there. Now, this is where I understand you don't want to make two different meals. But here's, here's a solution. Let's say you're having chicken or you're having hamburger or anything like that. Leave a little out for yourself where you're not putting any additive on it. All right. Maybe you had burgers one night and, and your family's having fries and baked beans. Instead of you having the fries and baked beans, you have the burger, okay, lean, hopefully ground beef, and you can go to the store and buy frozen veggies and put it in the microwave. Don't buy canned veggies, please, please, please. Buy a bag of frozen veggies, throw it, they have them, make them so simple now where you throw them in and they steam them in the microwave. And you make them that, you take the serving of broccoli instead of baked beans. And instead of fries, maybe you diced up on Sunday uh, some sweet potatoes and you, you baked them in the oven and then you have sweet potato wedges. Or maybe you make a baked sweet potato. Does that sound like it's a lot more work? Maybe it is, and, and if it is, then maybe you don't go quite all the way, but maybe instead of the baked beans, you have broccoli, or you have a bag, steam bag of whatever veggies, and you just add that in instead, so that way you're not completely changing and completely eating something completely different, and it's going to be a process. It's going to take some getting used to, so don't expect it to be just hunky-dory, all great right away, but again... I've seen it over and over again where eventually those in your life, because positivity is a stronger influence than negativity. Good habits are a stronger influence and inspiration than bad habits. Just trust me on this. Give it a shot. By you doing, by you changing your habits towards good things and not trying to force them on there, eventually it's going to influence and inspire those in your life to want to make those changes. And, Hopefully, and that's not a guarantee. Some people are just very, very stubborn and you're never going to get them to change. But you know what? By the time that you have gotten through all that and they still haven't changed, I bet that you've gotten into a routine where it's not even that much work anymore because you've become so much more efficient. But in order to become efficient, in order to become good at things, practice, practice, practice. Okay, so that is taking it up a notch, guys, is, is getting one meal where you and your family come up with one meal that you guys are going to make, somebody is going to make through the week. And try to get your family involved. Try to ask them to help you cut up something. Try to ask them to give in some input. What do they want? And if it starts out not the healthiest, guys, that's fine. But get in the habit of like knowing what you have and becoming good at of at least buying the things at the store, good or bad, and getting in the habit of making them yourself instead of buying the easy thing, going to the, the fast food restaurant, or buying a boxed meal. Eventually, you start working into some healthier options. But start out. If, it, if it's got to be that, don't, kill your, don't shoot yourself in the foot. Because I bet even that unhealthy stuff that you're eating that you made yourself is still way better than the fast food that you're eating. That doesn't mean that you're going to be okay as long as you just... You just stop eating fast food and you just make crap at home. No, you, you, you have to go all the way. Don't go halfway. Finish the race. If you start it, finish it. And so take some time, one meal, maybe two meals, and just get in the habit of knowing that you guys every week are going to incorporate a meal. And maybe you're single living at home. You know what's awesome? Leftovers. 
leftovers make my life easy because I, I always try to plan for leftovers because then my lunch is usually leftovers and I love it because then I didn't have to do a whole lot when I got home for lunch. And I'm kind of I'm kind of killing two birds with one stone. So I hope that makes sense, you know, with that second step. The third step, once you really start getting in the routine of at least coming up with a couple dinners a week and you've gotten good at kind of knowing what your breakfast and your lunches are going to be, then it's time to start creating a menu. And I'm not talking about a menu for lunch. Maybe you change up your, your lunch or your breakfast where this week you're going to have an egg bake. Next week you're going to have a chicken sweet potato hash as your breakfast. And then the week after that maybe you're going to have a high-protein oatmeal, overnight oats, and, and you change it up. And maybe you get so good that you all of a sudden are doing, you know you're going to have two, th- two options. Maybe you make enough for three days and know that you're going to have overnight oats uh, every two of the five work days. But the next step is going into menuing. And this is really where my wife and I are at, where I'm at, where I've found that this makes us more healthy eaters and keeps us on track better than anything, is every Sunday or Saturday night, we get together and we, we trade off and on um, where one week I make the meal plans or the menu, so I have five dinners of, of the week. This is what we're going to have. I, know I write out all the ingredients I need on my grocery list. Amongst plus all the things I might need for breakfast and lunch because those ones I quickly know what I'm going to have. What I'm going to have is different than what my wife's going to have. And so, and that's what also why you want to start with breakfast and lunch because those things you're probably eating something different than your family, anyways. Whereas dinner, you're probably all eating together the same thing. So, I come up with five dinners, I put all the ingredients and the, the things I need to buy from the store. Then we go grocery shopping. The next week, she'll create the, the list and create the menu. And we have five meals, and we don't even assign a day. Now you can. That is up to you. But we don't even assign a day. We just have the list, and we know if we make one, all right, cross it off. Now we have all the ingredients still left for these four meals for the week. And so now you're working into having that plan. And so why is that beneficial? A couple things that, that, that really transform is, two, it holds you accountable. You've bought the ingredients. You're not going to let them go to waste you better make it. You're better off. Otherwise, you're wasting money and you're wasting and you know that you've already done a lot of the work. You've already invested time into it and work into it. Why would you go waste it by wasting your time by going and buying fast food when you already went to the store and bought the things you needed for it and you already came up, you did the thinking to come up with the meals. So that menuing is that that last piece if you can start menuing at least your dinners, guys, and at least five days' worth, and let's say the weekends you can have a little more freedom and you can you have time to obviously go grab something and come up with it on the fly. Maybe you don't. Maybe you need to plan for six, but at least plan for five days. Because then you're, then you're saving money because you know that you're not going to go out because you already have meals. You don't have to get home from work and be like, oh, what are we going to have tonight? I have no idea. What do I have in the freezer? Uh, I got this. I guess I could throw this together. No, you already went to the store. You bought everything you need. You're, you already have the recipe because you searched it and you hopefully you saved it. So that way all you got to do is pull it up and follow the recipe. And eventually you're going to get better and maybe you'll start prepping some of the things on Sunday because you, you've gotten so good where now my wife and I, 
it didn't start out like this, but we can prep within, we can probably prep everything we need and what we can in an hour. Maybe an hour and a half tops. But we know that by dedicating that time into it, that we are going to be better eaters, that we're going to be more efficient with time, we're going to be able to spend more time with Jax, we're not going to be as stressed out by thinking about work, plus we just got home from work, and plus thinking about what we're going to have for supper. So that menu creation is the next key, the, the last key in, in my meal planning tips here is to create that menu and, and stick to it. Be strong. And again, that, that last piece doesn't really come either until your whole family kind of gets on board and they get used to eating whole foods and eating better and having more natural tasting things. Or you just get into the role where you, it, you're totally good at being efficient and creating, kind of making something, but then planning your meal around what they're having. So that way you still can change it up and eat with them, but you're having a different, better version, a healthier version. But nine times out of ten, I would say that they're going to all come around. Because kids are going to want to eat like mom. They see mom being strong, mom being positive. They're going to want to eat like mom. They want to eat like dad who's who's focusing on it. They be, boys want to be big and strong like dad. And girls want to be strong women. And boys look up to their moms. And, and everybody looks up to their parents. So as parents, set the tone. Set the bar. Set the standard that they do not... And we're raising our youth right now that they do not have to continue to fall into this trap of eating fast food and relying on that. That they can, that you can teach them the skills to make their own food and to control their diet. And that is what all this ends up to be, guys. In the end, you are gaining control of what you put in your body again. Because right now, you don't know what is all in all these fast foods and all these box meals because half the time you can't even read or, or comprehend or pronounce the ingredients that are on there. We've got to take back control of what we're eating. And I will say this again. It is, will not be easy. It will not be quick. It's going to take time. Habits take time. A lot of habit development takes 21 days for something to become a habit. If you want this to become a habit, don't give up. Finish through. If you start, finish through. If you don't know if you want to start, again, I'll go back to the fact that obesity rates have increased along with our fast food intake increase since 1960 while our kitchen cooking time in our own home has decreased since 1960. Go back to that. There's one thing for sure that I can I, I am so confident in it. And now while I don't know 100% that I can't guarantee it, but I can, I mean, just look at the facts, guys. Look at the evidence there and, and realize that we can go back to controlling what we do. All right? If you guys have any interest in it and you're somewhat contemplating it, start simple. Start by prepping a snack, maybe a breakfast, maybe a lunch. Then go into prepping dinner and, and getting good at prepping every day's lunch and, and breakfast. And then work into menu planning after you get done with the dinners and getting used to buying the things and knowing that you have one. Because you're going to find that so much easier and life is so less stressful when you already planned it out for the week. I hope this helps, guys. I hope you can take this and just begin the process. Begin the process 
If you need help, if you need encouragement, if you have questions, please direct message me on Instagram at Jeff Winkers or on Facebook um, on my personal page if you're friends with me. Um, please do that. I'm here to help you. I want to help you. I'm super passionate about getting our control back of our food and what we eat, not letting these large empires control what we are doing and manipulating us and persuading us into eating their stuff. We need, you guys can do it. I believe in you. Tell yourself you can do it. Believe in yourself. And like I said, be strong because you never know who you're inspiring. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in this week. I hope you enjoy it. If you have any questions, again, direct message me at Instagram or on Instagram at Jeff Winkers. And other than that, you guys take this. You guys go and rock the rest of this week into next week. And you keep nourishing, flourishing, and grinding towards better health. Have a good one, guys, and stay strong. Thank you so much for listening to the latest episode of Nourish, Flourish, and Grind. I hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't yet, make sure you hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure I would love it if you guys rated and reviewed it, whether it's good, bad, or negative. I want to know so I can help you all better in nourishing, flourishing, and grinding towards a better you. Thanks, guys.